Hello, good evening, guys. <laughs> okay, so um, we're on Proverbs 10 right now. I think if there's any of the... There are so many... Are, you know, we've talked about... We, we've covered like nine chapters now. So this 10th chapter, I think is one of the most loaded chapters. Um, in all the 10 chapters we've covered, I think Proverbs 4, that talks about the ants, and this one is like, in fact, top, top manual for... For wealth, he has a lot of nuggets to share. So I'll just dive right in. Proverbs 10, verse 2 Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivered from death. The Lord will not suffer. Okay. Okay, let me just go on. The Lord will not suffer the that verse two actually. When you when you look at it as when you um, like the NLT and CEV, just lets you know plainly that ill-gotten wealth does not last, and ill-gotten wealth does not profit anything. <laughs> you know, the Bible says, "What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul?" So you know, we are talking about how God sees sees wealth and what he considers to be wealthy. Remember from chapter 1, we established that God doesn't understand why someone will, will like, lose his life, lose his family, lose um, intangible things, things that money cannot buy, his peace, his sleep, his um, joy, because he wants to get what money can buy. So we established that part, that look, we have to change the way we think, that yes, God wants us to be wealthy, but he will never get that, he will never understand it he doesn't get it why would you lose all these precious things because you want to get money so now that's the same thing here it's like if you have treasures you got it by wickedness it means nothing there's no profit there's no gain you know verse 3 the lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish others translation says he will not allow the righteous to go hungry you can say spiritual hunger fine but, it's, but when you're looking at it, the, the other part of it, he said he casts away the substance of the wicked. That he makes it his business to what the wicked has gathered, he will distribute it or he casts it away. But his righteous people, he makes sure that they do not get hungry. Right? Verse 4. That means, verse 3 says he's committed to the righteous. That's what it means. You understand so sometimes we feel as if oh i'm just here by myself trying to hustle we're not called to hustle we are, we, god is calling us to have some practice which we are covering in proverbs um, the book of proverbs some practice that will go along with them um, kingdom wealth but he's also committed to us thank god for verse three that's what it's saying now verse four is saying he becomes poor that deals with a slack hand but the hand of the diligent makes rich if you are diligent, you are, you are made rich. Slack hand here is like talking about laziness. Throughout the book of Proverbs, it's clear. You can't be lazy. And um, verse um, 5 goes on to explain better. Oh, I think they are connected to me. I think they are connected. He said, he that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he that sleeps in harvest is a son that causes shame. And that's what the ants were saying. You know, we're saying that... Um, from the book of Proverbs, everybody keeps saying, be like the ant. What exactly is God trying to say about the ant? There are two things he said. One, that the ants, they don't have a governor, a leader, but they work hard. That means that God is telling us that we need to be self-governed. 
no more excuses you need to be you ginger yourself you wake yourself you keep to your own schedule you know just like the ants they don't have anybody saying if you don't do this you're going to do press-ups 20 or 20 press-ups but they are doing that and the second thing the bible says about the ants is that they work in summer they gather up what they will eat in the winter and summer so god is saying here again in verse 5 that he that gathers in summer is a wise son but he that sleeps in harvest is a son that causes shame what is summer for you is a type of harvest when you know that it's, um, harvest time has come now for christians um I, I think i'm going to try and drop some materials to link us to harvest harvest does not mean um some um 10 people are calling it does not always mean 10 people are calling you to dash your money yeah harvest can mean that there's a period in your life you're just having a rain of ideas those things it's not that it's not a matter of um, what do you call it um it's not like a negative whatever they may not always come when they come act on it no matter what even if it's 10 minutes 20 minutes commitment 30 minutes commitment pin it down act on it that's what it's saying don't sleep in harvest Oh, let me call somebody. Oh, this idea. Pursue it. Don't leave it in the clouds. So that's harvest for you. Right? Harvest can be write a book in three months. That's harvest for you. Harvest is work. As you can see here, it's time to harvest though. But it's saying that you cannot sleep. So all of us thinking harvest is like, okay, just wake up. Okay, 10 Cadillacs are packed in front. Yeah, 10 Cadillacs cool but harvest is actually new opportunities new levels so are you preparing yourself for the harvest you know and when it's time for harvest are you nimble enough to take advantage of all the opportunities that come to you you might not have all the time in the world but are you ready to say okay five minutes a day ten minutes a day i'm going to spend it because i heard a statement during the week someone was sharing it um, about two ladies and she said the person that receives the vision is not the same person that will accomplish it and it struck me because when you get a vision that this is what god wants to do with your life or you get a calling it's now time to develop yourself it's now time to really lean into god okay god has said okay you, you are going to be the richest man or woman on the earth or you are going to be the first trillionaire from your from your village okay what does that tell you that means i start learning about money you know start learning how to trade how to sell ask questions put yourself in some spaces so you are preparing so that when harvest comes you can make the call you can make this take the step you know so basically so if you're listening to me now i applaud you because i know you're taking a step um, in the right direction and trying to prepare yourself for what you want and what god has for you so okay verse um, 15 the rich man's wealth is his strong city the destruction of the poor is their poverty so we are establishing again that god does not want us to be without he doesn't want us to be without options he does not want us to be poor or or lack anything the labor of the righteous tends to life the fruit of the wicked tends to sin so he knows and god is saying it that as the wicked people are getting that's another reason to get rich when you're when a righteous person is getting wealthy life is promoted life is promoted you understand he will not carry his money now and fund him a lifestyle hopefully that will destroy people um and then the fruits of the wicked tends to sin 
the fruit of the wicked tends to sin. So that's one thing, one reason why God wants us to have money, so we can promote life. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and that's verse 20, 22, sorry. Yeah, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. So this is just the crux of everything we've been saying. And we're going to say more. God wants us to be rich without sorrow. Piercing, that's why um, as we continue to read, we see with the verse where it says that the person that must be rich will pierce his heart with many sorrows. That means you must be rich. Oh, I think it's Ecclesiastes that says that. You must be rich by force and by fire. Look, God wants us to be rich. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing is that God wants us to be rich without loving money. <laughs> Do you understand? God wants us to be rich without being so attached to that pursuit. He has his own methods. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things will be added to you. And as he's adding it to you, collect it. <laughs> you know, don't say, oh, it's only your righteousness I'm seeking. No, he wants you to promote life. He wants to be able to commit it to you because he can he can trust you. You are his son, you are his daughter. He can say, okay, Nikki, I need you to, to feed so-so number of people. I need you to help so-so number of women. And he knows you're going to do it because you are his son or daughter. So he wants you to be rich. It's in his best interest. And it also makes God look good. Okay? So we've established a lot of points today. Um, for me, verse, um, Proverbs 10 is like one of the in fact manuals we have here in the book of proverbs so let me know what you think about what we've shared today let me have your questions your solutions your suggestions you can read the book yourself the chapter yourself and let me know if i missed anything take care good night